Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song. Roaders Cambridge are put to the sword. Our late dash for trying to finish in the top half is in full swing. Welcome to Charlton Live. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at yesterday's 2-1 win uh, at Cambridge. Joining me uh, to do that, two people who had very different uh, journeys away from the stadium yesterday. Uh, first up, Mr. Tom Wallin, who, you know, the classic away day, beery away day with all the lads. You you, you got picked up by your mum. What, what more do you want, you know? You're away, you're tired, you're starting to get a little bit hungover already. So just give your, your mum a call. Sorted. <laughs> uh, so when I came out of the ground yesterday, people were telling me these stories, and I thought Tom getting picked up from an away day by his mum wouldn't be topped. But Nathan did top it. He managed to get himself run over. Well done, Nathan. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know how it happened to me. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> I was <laughs> I done a pirouette that would have been great on Dancing on Ice. I'm telling you now. But the worst thing was. <laughs> It was if it happened right in front of a bus stop of about forty people, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I, I, the ground could swallow me up, mate." At the time, but um, 
yeah, it was it was an eventful day. I mean, it was more interesting than the cup of the football, I think. But um, yeah, that no, was a good day yesterday. Met a lot of people, and um, yeah, when I heard that Tom got picked up by Mummy Walling, that was absolute classic. Yeah, but not as good as Nathan literally getting run over by his own cab and then pirouetting into the cab. And uh, the driver finding it so funny, apparently he was laughing about it all the way back to the station as well. Right, right. so uh, we'll probably talk more about that at some point. But on this week's show, uh, as I said, we'll look back at the game against Cambridge. We'll hear the goals shortly. We'll hear, of course, uh, from Dean Holden, the addict's boss. We'll hear from Jez Raksaki as well, who's into double figures now uh, for the campaign. The former Chelsea uh, youth product spoke to him after the game uh, yesterday. Uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. Loads of uh, messages already coming in. Uh, in the live chat on YouTube, welcome to everyone who's joined us live this morning on your Sunday morning. Uh, everyone who's listening on the uh, podcast or watching back the uh, the YouTube later on, make sure you uh, try and get to a live show later on, uh, back on Thursday at ten uh, seven pm. If you want to join in with that, uh, we've got a couple of guest fans uh, lined up for later. Paul and Dave Evans, the father and son, have been going home and away for many many years. Uh, will be joining us on the show hopefully later on. So we look forward to chatting to those guys uh, as well. But Nafa, before we hear the goals and uh, recount how you uh, you got run over again. Um, the game itself, uh, first half, I've never felt so comfortable. Second half was a bit more, a uh, bit more nervy, uh, and uh, maybe for about a 10, 15 minute spell after they scored, I would, I would have been quite happy to hear the final whistle. And you know, we survived that and eventually got over the line. And it's in a dead season. It's nice to have a couple of wins in a row. So let's let's enjoy that. Yeah, exactly, mate. And I think it had that sort of feel. With the, um in the first half really we were comfortable really we could have been we were I think we were too good for them I thought we was overloading them so much on that right hand side and they couldn't really deal with us but and it's nice to watch to be that comfortable but at the same time it was just a bit too easy I thought um, obviously I was I had my grumbles in the second half when it sort of swung the momentum swung so I can't really have can't really win really so um, but yeah no, it was it had that sort of end of season feel where we're probably trying to finish top of the the mini table that we've got now from 11th to 24th but and we're doing all right at the moment so that's an achievement um but yeah it was it was had some good bits some not so good bits but we got the job done and back to whack uh, back to whack that's what happened to my hip yesterday back to back <laughs> wins rather um yeah you can't really grumble at that considering we went on that poor one of form so yeah not- yeah yeah as, as nathan said i mean we're in 11th currently i thought i was still seven points behind the mighty shrewsbury and in temp, so I think that that's a that, those ambitions are slightly too lofty for us and our rubbish team. But um, yeah, the, the the second half we had to dig in a little bit there, Tom. Um, which again, if if anyone was getting carried away with the fact we we made Morecambe look as as poor as they are, and then Cambridge for the first half, it was a a gentle reminder that when we put un, ourselves under a little bit of pressure, we do struggle at times. And that was a, a nasty what ten fifteen minutes in in that second half where Ash had to make a save couple of blocks in there you know on another day it easily could have been 2-2 yeah exactly and and that second half sums up why we're where we are in the table as you say that first half we played them off the park I thought um it, you know it wasn't the most exciting game in the world I think we probably had two shots and we scored them both um but you're coming off the back of the Morecambe win as well you're trying to build some momentum and you think right we just got to see out that second half now and then we put ourselves under unnecessary pressure. They got back in the game. And as you say, they could have sneaked a point and possibly on another day, even all three. Um, but they are a team supposedly fighting for their lives. And, and we had to go there when we've got nothing to play for. And we had to be disciplined, like I said, on Thursday show. And I thought largely we were. Um, it wasn't the best performance in the world by any means, but we got the three points. That's two away wins in a week, which is good, even against pretty poor opposition. Um, 
And as I say, at this stage in the season, that's really all we can hope for. So, yeah, good day all round, really. But it, it, as you say, on another day, could have been worse. But that's something we're going to need to work on next season now because, you know, if we had thrown that away this season, it wouldn't have really mattered. But it's something we just need to get in the habit of getting better at um, going into yeah. next year. Yeah, it certainly do. Um, but yeah, we did win. Uh, Dean Holden, as we're hearing his interview later, did uh, jokingly this time, not, not in a Russell Slade manner, but accused me of being a bit glass half empty uh, yesterday. But we'll hear that. And I was feeling a little bit that at full time because I did think we could have thrown that away. But at the same time, that first half was so comfortable. You, you would have put your house on, on Charlton holding on to, for all three points at half time. And that is what we did in the end. Let's have a listen then uh, to the goals uh, from Charlton TV. Danny Sender. One of the youth coaches was alongside Greg Stubbley. As Claire looks for the run of Raksaki, who's onside for Chon, he's beyond Brophy, inside the pounds here, Raksaki, across yes! goal, there's Lieban, there's the opener, Cambridge will claim offside, it's not given, Raksaki with the assist, and it's the golden boy of Chon, Miles Lieban, who gives the addicts the lead. Got to give credit here to Jez. Jez is recognised when the ball's on the other side of the pitch. You can see how we're building and we're progressing. He encourages Sean to step forward with the ball. And as soon as the ball goes into Sean, he sets about attacking the space. And when he gets to that space, it's the clinical composure that he shows. Really clever from Miles. Pick up good good areas. And the timing in the box, really good goal. It's Morgan. Swings it in towards an impose. Raksaki with a flick. It's a lovely, lovely free kick. It's a brilliant finish. And Joan, who have been excellent in the opening 27 minutes, have a second. The delivery towards the near post. Raksaki has the ability. There's Morgan swung it in. Raksaki has the ability with his left foot to guide that. Pass Mitov, wonderful finish, and potentially one that was off the training ground. Yeah, a lot of work being done by Anthony Hayes on set plays. You can see him down there, he's really pleased. <laughs> um, I'm pleased for him because I know quite how much work he puts into these, these set plays. He's in towards the near post, there's a header from Bennett looking for Jones at the far post. Has he scored? Yes, he has. And Cambridge have a goal back. Header at the near post was flicked on and Jones stretching at the far post, unmarked, able to get Cambridge a lifeline in this game. The initial header was from Ryan Bennett. Jones peeling off at the far post, just got enough on it. Hector trying to clear it off the line, couldn't get there. And after 71 minutes, it's now Cambridge 1, Charlton 2. The only interest to balance coming they earned that they've got us under a lot of pressure listen the corner comes from there it's too easy to get down the outside down the down our left side it's too easy to be able to get the corner and as soon as they get the corner it's played into their strength because they've got a good profile and then and then for me the marking in the box we've got to do better um, it's quite as simple, simple as that we can't dress that up we, we have to get close in, into that first contact there we go. That's the goals uh, from Charlton TV yesterday. Excellent uh, commentary from Stubbley, as always. But also, I thought, really good go- uh, co-commentary from Danny Sender. Good to have him uh, on, on the show. Um, let, let, I will talk about the first half first. Let's do things in order, Nath. Uh, it will start with the first half, then the second half, then Tom getting picked up by his mum, then Nathan get running over. Um, so, we, it was so comfortable. I was expecting another four, four or five, like we got at Morecambe. But, I mean, Tom mentioned it himself. It was really strange in that nothing happened other than the two times we were like, oh, we might as well score a goal now. We scored a couple of goals. Then it's back to not a great deal happening. We controlled possession. 
we were comfortable. They posed absolutely zero threat whatsoever. Um, and, and that's it. It, it felt like a, a pre-season friendly almost against a, a non-league opposition in that first half. Yeah, it was, to be fair. Um, I think, obviously, they were mindful of our wider players, so they didn't really want to commit too many men forward. We just had a lot of the ball moving it around, which I thought we moved it around quite nicely. Um, there were some nice passages of play, but, yeah, as you say, that in the first half, there was just two goals. Wham, bam, thank you, man. We'll take that. And um, But, yeah, there weren't really a lot there, but I just think it all comes back to the point that it's a nothing game, but I expected a little bit more from Cambridge, considering the, the situation they're in. Um, but I thought they looked quite toothless first half. I didn't see them threatening at all. I don't know. I think, uh, did they have, they had, they was just going long to Ironside. And when you've got Hector and Innes, you know, he's going to have to do very well to, to, you know, to come and beat those two. So, but yeah, it was a bit of a, I don't know, it was just a bit of a down atmosphere. But I, in terms of the game, I thought the atmosphere was okay in the fans. I think obviously a lot of us tra- travelled up, which was which was amazing considering we ain't really going to do anything. But um, yeah, it was a bit of an odd one. But as you say, it felt like a bit sort of a friendly or or like a, like a Papa John's game, but with more people at it. It was just weird. But um, but yeah, you can only beat what's on front of you. And we've done well with the two goals. I think they just couldn't deal with us uh, when we switched it on. It's like, yeah, you were saying nothing was really happened. But when if we had to, we could have another gear. And we just done it twice and then just went in at half time, just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's yeah, it's, it, it was it was so relaxed. I mean Johan said I thought first half was excellent, second half we were poor until the closing stages we won uh, and dug in under the pressure. I mean the first goal was excellent, certainly, and I mean it's our our, our, our two most uh, prolific goal getters this season who were involved in the move. Um Sean Clare pinged it down the side for Jezrak Saki, who when he's on form, and he is currently on form again. Uh, can, can breeze past a, a player and, and, and did that and, and put in the low cross for, for Miles Lieber. And I mean, you know, McCauley would have scored from there, but Miles was there in the right place to, to do what he had to do. Wonderful finish. And that brings him up to nine for the season. Um, and again, it was Johan who's, who's put the stat into the, into the chat. He started 10 league games this season. We've only lost one, and that was against Sheffield Wednesday. I looked this up as well. Uh, he said he said he's got eight goals in those in those ten games as well. So I mean that's that's a remarkable stat in the ones he started. And obviously he's come off the bench and got at least one as well. Then by the looks of it, so what a breakthrough season it's been for Miles. One one of the rays of light in a in a really poor campaign for us, Tom. Yeah, he's been he's been brilliant, hasn't he? And I saw somebody else, I think Jay mentioned it on the the chat as well that. Uh, he looks better than Burstow, and I think you'd have to agree with that. I think, you know, Burstow definitely has some promise, and I think we said it at the time, Chelsea aren't buying a ready-made player there. They're buying him because there's potential for him to go on and be a very, very good player, but Miles looks there already. Um, I remember Nafe talking early in the season about some of the naivety around his runs and, and his movement, and I think that's improved, but I think at this level, you can kind of get away with that as well because of the standard of the defences he's up against, and Nathan and I were saying it on the walk to the game yesterday. He's up against Michael Morrison. He's probably going to have a field day. And you look at how much space he had in the six-yard box for that goal. As you say, Macaulay Bond probably would have, well, he might, might have missed it, but it certainly would have made him hard work to miss that goal. Um, so, yeah, it's been a brilliant season for him. And I guess the big thing now is whether we can keep hold of him. He's obviously got the charm connection through, through both sets of parents, but it, it's whether, you know, if a deal comes along from somebody at the, the upper end of the championship or in the Premier League, then he's probably going to look at that. Um, but with what Dean wants to do with this team, you know, he's been very clear that he sees us as, as getting up into the championship. And obviously he's going to say that as the manager. I think we need to see what happens in the summer. But 
yeah, it's been a very impressive season from him. Great for him to get another goal. And uh, as you say, one of the positives, it's just about now whether we can keep hold of him or not, really. Yeah, Freeman saying yeah, yesterday, Lee Burn, uh, still one of the best minutes per goal ratio in the league as well. And yeah, so so great to see how, how well he's come back from his injury as well, because that could have that could have knocked him back a, a fair bit now. If you think about a young player who just about started to find his feet as well, because don't forget, I mean, I, I agree with the comment about he looks better than Burstow. He's also... I think it's worth remembering at the very start of this season, he was very similar to how Burstow was during pretty much his entire time in the first team in that he was getting the odd goal, but his hold-up play in that needed needed to come on, and it has come on. I actually bumped into Carl Lieburn at a, a Fulham game I was doing a couple of weeks ago and speaking to him and said said that. I said like his progression throughout the course of the season has been so impressive from from the very start because you didn't see that from Mason. Like, you know, I don't know if it's the physicality of Miles. He's built better for it. But he has grown as the season's gone on into this this better all-round player, which which Mason never did for us, Nate. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't really grumble with that, mate, to be honest. I think with the, what you said about um, Bursto being different to Lieburn is exactly right. They're similar. I mean, obviously, Mason isn't a, a, you know, a small person. But I think what Lieburn does very well is he's, he's, he uses his... His height and his physicality to manipulate defenders a lot more, which he, which he started to do, um, like you say, as the season's gone on, and he's just becoming more clever. And I mean, if you look at his dad, his dad was great at it in terms of using his body and holding off, dropping deep and spinning. Um, I think Miles could probably do a bit more going the other way. I think he's got the pace and the power to go beyond players. Um, but I think, yeah, if we've got to remember as well, his his first season. I mean, in pre-season, I would never have envisaged come March we would, he would have scored 10 goals, 9, 10 goals or whatever it is. So, yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds. He's still developing. He's, you know, he's still young. You know, if we think back, I know it's quite long ago for me, but when I was 19, you know, I was still quite small. And, you know, he's still different, different people grow at different ages and go through different development phases. So, um, yeah, if he, if, he, if he carries on with the tra- trajectory that he's going on, it's looking very promising. So I think there was a comment in there which is trying to, you know, keep him engaged and keep him to the club because I think he's got a really, really bright future, whether that's in league. Well, I think it's definitely better than league one. Um, whether he goes to sort of Premier League level, who knows, but he's got so many attributes. Um, and yeah, he's, he's scoring a lot of goals. at he's such a young age, which is fantastic for us, obviously. Yeah. And uh yeah, still, still plenty of work to do for him, which I'm sure he'll agree. I think, uh, you know, as you said, and I think Curb said it on uh, Tuesday after the, the Morgan game, we'd still like to see him running behind a little bit more, which, which is fine. You know, which we saw Dan trying to do, and we'll talk about Carney later on in, in the show. But yeah, there's there's certainly um, certainly lots for him to, uh, to try and achieve. But it's been a fantastic start. Second goal was great as well. Um, it sounds like a bit, it wasn't exactly one off the training ground. It went in towards the near post, but both, uh, I mean, Dean and, and Jez both sort of admitted there wasn't really part of the plan. It was just, he he ran there and that's where Morgan's free kick went. It wasn't one they worked on, but it was a really good finish from Jez. I mean, 10 goals in his first first proper full season out on loan, plus was he five, five assists now after that one he got for Miles in the first half. That's a remarkable return. And again, like, you forget almost how young he is because we've got him on loan. Um, you know, obviously he's come from twice removed Chelsea, um, and uh, and um, you know, obviously learn learn all, all that he knows there because he, he looks like a real player. I think he's also learned a lot since he's been with us as well. Um, and I mean, he came in and he was a good player from from the start, so I'm not saying he wasn't. But 
you see his development every time he gets back on that pitch and he gets game time against you know grown men professional players you can see the development that he's making every single time and yeah it's really impressive i mean as you said i think a little bit earlier when he's on his day he looks like he could take around any player in the league um you know he's quick his feet are quick he's got good ball control um and he's just a yeah very very impressive player and that instinct to to get to that near post run and that little flick to to guide it in yesterday that's maybe not something we've seen too much of him um and we were talking about maybe i think after maybe it was thursday show after the morgan game about trying to utilize set pieces more um and as you say it wasn't necessarily a training ground move but he took advantage of the sluggishness in the Cambridge defence and, and made that run and got the goal. So, yeah, the the sad thing about it is that he is a low knee. The sad thing about it is he's not going to be with us next season. But in terms of him as an individual, obviously, he's um, he's learned a lot from us. And I think he will be very pleased with his season. And for us, who knows where we would have been had we not had him. You know, we say, right, we're fine. We're out of relegation trouble now. But you think if we hadn't had him all season, those goals and assists, then we might have been in a very dangerous position. So, yeah, brilliant breakthrough season from him. I hope it continues. I just hope he gets another move because I, I don't want it to continue at his current parent club. Yeah, but as I mentioned on Thursday, the danger is, you know, next season, you think the likelihood is he'll be in the championship, but because the way things are going, that, that may well be with his parent club, you know, fingers crossed. Um, Murray said, I mean, typical defending from a corner by us, the, the goal we conceded. You know, Cambridge triple sub at half time, and they did look better in the second period, which is you know not something you could really say about Morecambe in the in the week. Um, but the defending from the corner, I think Innes it was who was beaten to the header. Uh, the, the the goal scorer was it Lloyd Jones peeled away at the far post, I think from Fraser, but I don't I have to look really closely at it. And uh, yeah, completely unmarked. So that was disappointing. And you know, we had, we had a moment, uh, you know, a moment being maybe 10, 15 minutes, but reminded us why we are mid table League One. And we we we're not anywhere near consistent enough to to see out games, you know, comfortably. We we had to make it hard for ourselves. Dave. Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing. It's just it seems as there's always one moment in the game where we're always ball watching, whether that's a cross or a set play. And I think yesterday was another example where, listen, I know we lost the first phase or the first contact of it, but it's a free tap in really for them. So we should we shouldn't be giving teams those sort of opportunities to get those. So, but yeah, they 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 sort of rallied a little bit and camped us in for, for the part of that second half. And I think that's when we stopped doing what we were doing in the first half and controlling the game. And I know we'll come on to Carnu later, but not saying that he's at fault for it, but I don't think we probably should have been playing um, the, to Carnu's strengths against the like of Jones and uh, Bennett. Um, so, yeah, so we, we just sort of invited pressure on and then it made it a little bit nervy. It got scrappy when we didn't really need it to. In, in my opinion, so, but yeah, it's disappointing in terms of goals. But you know, end of season, so I'm not going to grumble too much. But um, yeah, it's a it's a poor goal to give away if we're being honest. Mm, yeah. Um. So Miles went off at half time. Uh, a slight concern, perhaps, over a feeling his hamstring. Dan Carney came on at a break, which I was really excited to see how he got on. Uh, I, I, I thought he, you know, overall, he's probably fair to say struggled. Um. Uh, Carnu, uh, even uh, this is Dan saying Carnu, even though he looked a bit lost in play, I really like his ability to find runs past defenders, uh, just work on time. And yeah, he was offside, wasn't he, three or four times, the sort of thing. I put that on Twitter, and someone said he's obviously been, he'd been training with Macaulay Bond uh, a little bit too much because that is sort of uh, Macca's uh, trademark as well, uh, especially uh, especially since he's come back. But yeah, what did you make of Dan overall? Um, I mean, he should have had a penalty when he nearly had his head ripped off. Um, but yeah, I. I 
the, the thing that disappointed me is we didn't get him that one chance. I wanted to see him have one chance and and see if he if he could tuck, but but obviously that that never that never came. Yeah, I think I agree with most of the comments and most of what you said there. I think he he's not ready yet, but I think we're in a position now where we can give him some game time between now and the end of the season. Um, pretty kind of risk free. Just go in there, enjoy yourself, try and make those runs. Because as a lot of people have said, you know, he's trying to do the right thing. He's just slightly slightly off time. But as we say, Macaulay Bond is an experienced striker supposedly, and, and is doing the same thing. So. Carnu's got time to learn that and, and develop that side of his game. I think it's good that we can give him the minutes, but um, as you say, he hasn't really had that opportunity. I think it was him that went through one-on-one when we were at home the other week, wasn't it, towards the end and couldn't quite loft it over the goalkeeper. So had an opportunity in that game, didn't quite get it right. But you'd think once he starts to play a little bit more, once he does get a goal in that first team, the confidence will come. We know he's got goals in him. You know what he's done at all of the youth levels. Uh, so it's great for him to have that opportunity and, Again, as I said on Thursday's show, the way it's going, and without really knowing what investment looks like in the summer, he might be someone we're, we're having to rely on a little bit more next season. So, yeah, I was glad that he came on. I mean, we definitely struggled more because we didn't have the same outlet that we had with Miles up there in the first half. But, yeah, he certainly didn't, um, certainly hasn't given himself kind of no chance of getting to play on. You know, it wasn't the best performance in the world, but he certainly is giving himself a chance to be included over the, the remaining games in the season. And as I say, when we're playing for nothing now, I think give him give him all the game time that you can and, and try and get him that confidence. And, and as I say, if he can get a goal between now and the end of the season, I'd be delighted for him. Yeah, well, Keith uh, said uh, once Miles went off at half-time, we never really won a ball up in the air. Uh, that did make a, a huge uh, difference. Dan said, I think Carnu needs to go on loan to gain experience. That might be an option. Uh, for next season as well, um, that'd be interesting. David was asking how long is Bonds deal? It's only until the end of the season. Uh, although you know you don't know what sort of position we're going to be in the summer, we might he might we might think oh we'll have another go at him. All uh, oh, let, let loose says is Carney missed time in his runs or are we too slow in getting the ball to him? Carney was not always offside for the youth times. Well, yeah, I mean it's, uh, it's it's what what comes first out of the chicken and the egg. That one really, I guess you could argue that um, because. He's playing now senior defenders. They they know how to step out in time more than than, than an academy defender does, uh, as well. He says to point out. Uh, Dan says to point out that Carnu got pulled down uh, in the box against Accrington and yesterday, which is very unfortunate. As uh, one tapping uh, on it and it goes in. Yeah, well, that's the point. If he if he hadn't been pulled down for that that chance yesterday and he got a header on it, that might have been the goal and the chance that we were we were hoping for. A couple of people have asked about Michael Hector. Uh, what what did we make of him? Um, I mean, Johan said. Uh, do we get him on a longer contract? He's a good, a level below. He's a good level above League One. Would be superb uh, if we do. Yeah. What, what did you What did you make of uh, of, of him yesterday, Nath? Yeah, I like him. I really like him. Um, I think he offers that little bit of composure on the ball that we, you know, which Ryan doesn't have, and I don't think he tries to pretend to have. Some way he does sometimes. To be fair, um, but I like him. I think he's composed. I think he's a big presence. Does the basics. Um, He's there to defend. Um, so I like him. I mean, whether or not he'll be here, well, he's only till the end of the season, isn't, isn't he, at the moment? He's contract. So, but yeah, I could see him going, um, playing out in the championship. But I think it's a case for him. Is anyone going to take a punt on him? Because he's played a handful of games in League One. So hopefully we can tie him down to to be with, be with us next year for sure. Because I do really like him. And I thought since he's been in, considering how long he's been out of the game, um, He's actually done quite well. 
if I think back to there was I think we had, what was that what was that defender we we had on the loan that Australian Reese Williams or something and he was out of the game for ages <laughs> and he was, he played like one game and then never played again so you've got, I've got to take my hat off to Michael Hector he's come in and he ain't really put a foot wrong really yeah I mean he's put yeah. It, I, I'd remind you that he did put a couple of feet wrong at, at Derby away. He was, he was involved in goals and stuff. And he, he's had a few moments, which is why I, I, I'm, I'm borderline because I hate defenders. Everyone knows that. I hate all of them and, and I despise their work. But Michael has started to win me over. So I'm just waiting to see if he makes a couple more mistakes before I decide I actually like him. But he's been all right so far. So, so I'll take my. Well, so uh, who would you say would you rather in your starting 11? Michael Hector or Sam Lavelle? Let's uh, hear from Dean Holden now, shall we, on the Charlton Live? Uh, I'll refuse to answer such a stupid question. Um, <laughs> we still got some, some of your comments to come later on. Uh, we're going to hear from Jez later on as well. Uh, our two fan guests are in the waiting room as well, so I'm looking forward to speaking to Paul and Dave a bit later in the show. But I want to hear from Dean Holden now. So whilst uh, Tom was getting picked up by his mum and Nathan was getting run over, I was speaking to Dean Holden uh, after yesterday's game, asking for his thoughts on the win at Cambridge. Very comfortable in the first half, slightly less so in the second, but three points on the road again. Yeah, I think six points um, from two away games inside four days is is really excellent. I think obviously backing up the point that we got at home to Accrington last week, the run that we'd been on coming into this, that mini run that we struggled for points. So really pleasing for for, the, for that reason. Great support again behind us, and it was important that we that we put in a, a good result for them as much as anything. I think I think the first goal was really pleasing in that first half. We knew where the the key spaces would be in terms of getting down the side of their outside centre-backs and we mixed it up with uh, with Albie Morgan running and, and Miles Lieburn but it was just Maxaki on that occasion gets down the side I think it was Sean Clare that played him in and a brilliant touch to get across the defender and then again excellent care on his cross for Miles to finish and, and get himself another goal and obviously then we get the second I wouldn't say it was well worked in terms of where Jez ended up but certainly a good finish and we had total dominance at that point didn't we and we could have gone and got a third and, and maybe even a fourth and then I think probably this Miles, this Miles was feeling his hamstring a little bit at half time, so we had, we had to take him off. We can't take any risks at all with, with a young player, the size of him and the way that he's grown into his body. He got himself a goal at that point, so we were never going to take a risk. And just thought bringing Daniel on instead of McCauley might give us that threat down the side of Bennett had been booked. Um, and we managed to get Daniel in a couple of times, didn't we, in that first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, mate? A couple of times he was offside, and we just couldn't quite get on the end of things. And then you know, we lost a bit of control after probably 60 minutes, I think. we we stopped passing the ball as well as we'd done. Uh, the distances got really big from sort of two centre-backs up to Daniel Carney up front, midfield. We found it difficult to get on top of the ball like we did in the first half. We looked really tight and strong, didn't we, in that first half? But I think a mixture of us not looking after the ball as well and them, and them going even more direct like they did. Um, having said that, I don't think Ash has had really a lot to do. And, and then maybe the penalty shout towards the end for, for Daniel Carney. <laughs> He's got him in a headlock, hasn't he? Uh, luckily, that didn't go against us. But yeah, overall, a pleasing, uh, a really pleasing three points. Yeah, lots of headlines out today, but I guess Jez hitting double figures for the season. It's been such a successful year for him on loan from, from Palace. I guess the Champ fans will be sad to see him go at the end of the year. Oh, you're preempting what might happen there, Louis, aren't you? <laughs> Always looking at the glass half empty. I'm looking at it as a glass half full that we've got him for another nine games. And then, listen, let's see what happens beyond that. But I think 10 goals, I think it is, and five assists. He's, he's really excellent for a young player in his first long. Fantastic example of a young player going out and playing games at men's football as opposed to staying comfortable in that sort of under-21s environment and now he's got to now reset his targets can he go and get 15 goals can he go and get 7, 8, 10 assists you know that's got to be the challenge for him 
Yeah, and uh, you, I mentioned after the Atkinson game about how Charlton's record against side in the bottom half has, hadn't been great, but it's nice over the last few days that you've sort of shown superiority over a couple of sides who are lower down in the table. Yeah, I didn't, I've not done a team talk for the last two days. I just played your <laughs> voice saying exactly that, Louis. And, uh, no, um, I think it's important that we have to, we have to arrest you know, results like that. You know, for this club to move forward, not only from now to the end of the season, but certainly for next season, push for promotion. They're the things we've got to improve on, aren't they? And I think there's a moment there in that second half, like I said, from 60 minutes to probably 80, 85, where you know, teams are going to come after you. They're near the bottom of the table. They've not won, I think, one in 15 or whatever it is. So they're going to put you under pressure. And, you know, what I would say, we defended our box and our six-yard box well. We have to keep improving in them moments to, to, get, to keep control of the game. Um, you know, you don't need to chase the game at 2 up. You can stay in control without the ball. As I said, we've just got a little bit stretched. But I'm nitpicking now. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a good week for us. Um, I mean, it would take something quite spectacular for Charlton to get sucked back into the relegation fight now. So I was excited when Carnu came on at half-time. Tyrese Campbell's probably going to get a few more games now with Corey out as well. So there, there is a chance to really blood some of these youngsters and give them some proper experience like Jez has had this season. Yeah, of course there is. And um, love working with young players. They, they, they give you something that, you know, that they don't think too much about anything. They go and play, they go and express themselves. And, you know, I'm comfortable putting any of them in. Aaron Henry's played some minutes as well. I just, I just went with Gavin midfield you know, just to give us a little bit more of getting after the ball, really defensively. Like I said, there was big gaps in there. So um, Aaron, unfortunately, missed out today on that one. But you know, Daniel Carnu, as you say, Tyrese Campbell. Um, obviously, Ashen Goals played every minute. I think since I've come into the job. So no, they, if they keep training well, they'll, they'll get the chance. Sounds like it's bad news for Corey. I guess if, if it's the eight weeks, that's pretty much the whole season now, isn't it? That he'd be out. You're looking at it half empty again. Aren't you? I, said, <laughs> I think I said six to eight weeks. <laughs> we'll see. You never quite know. Obviously, you know, if me and you did the same injury now, Louis. It, Obviously, you're a bit younger than me, so you might take a little bit. Uh, I might take a bit longer than you to recover. It's, you never can quite go off that. You know, we'll, we'll see in the first couple of weeks how it settles down. Um, we'll work harder, obviously, with the rehab team, and if we can get him back before the end of the season, obviously that'd be a bonus for us. I'll just ask about Matt Penny because obviously Terrell's come in and played in his position in the last two games. Is he is he okay? I know he's been training this week, but Matt, yeah, Matt's fine. I think he came in at a difficult time. Um, we thought Cess was. You know, in, certain, in terms of his injury, we thought he might struggle for the rest of the season. He, he's, he's recovered excellently well, and uh, I think it's been difficult for Matty to settle in. I think really, so you know, we've uh, we've been working him out in training. He's fit and ready and available. I just felt that Terrell deserved his opportunity to come in the other night, and having played so well, we we, we went with him again. Thank Can you. I just ask you about Je- Jez as a, as a talent? Um, there's something about him as a if you're a fan when he gets he's one of those players when he gets the ball, he sort of lights up the place because he's got that X factor. Yeah. It's like his ball's glued to his feet at times, isn't it? There was a moment in the first half there in front of the dugout where he's coming under pressure from three players from all angles and he stays on the ball. He's got the strength. He obviously keeps needs to improve on to get the Premier League, but certainly at this level he's got the strength to, to withhold the defenders off the ball. And, but at the same time, he can keep, he, I don't know, I've not seen much of it before. He can keep his eye on the ball enough to keep control of it, but he gets his eyes up to see the pass or, or where the space is for him to dribble. So oh, he's an excellent young talent. I've been so impressed with him. I've been really, really impressed with him. not just his... His talent, but his personality. Uh, he's really comfortable in his own skin. He's he's quiet, but he goes about his business. He trains every single day, every day, and he just loves he just loves playing football. It's just brilliant to see. And we all know how hard it is to back up when you've played Saturday midweek Saturday. I suppose you as a boss will be pleased. You've gone to two sides that are scrapping, put in a performance not just a Tuesday night, but again today. That must yeah. be something for you and the group that they can do that. It's yeah, not I easy. Think, I think I said I said it I think externally. You know, we've probably been expected to win these last two games, but we know it's never as easy as that, is it? The two teams, Morecambe and Accrington last week, Morecambe and now Cambridge, were fighting for, for their lives, and that gives you a totally different proposition than a Derby or a Plymouth or Chef Wednesday at the top of the league. So, 
No, I've been really pleased with that. The mindset, it shows you the mentality of the players has been right. You turn up somewhere like this or Morecambe on a, on a Tuesday night. They used to say about it being stoked, didn't they? But I think it was Morecambe the other night. If you turn up there and you've not got your right mindset, mentality, you'll, you'll get turned over. It doesn't matter how much talent you've got. So we've worked hard on that. We've worked hard on the psychology of, of the group and oh, it's been pleasing, yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Dreamland! Charlton have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Guess it! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just heard there from the Addicts boss, uh, Dean Holden. He was in in a playful mood yesterday. Uh, I guess he, he, he's reasonably cheered that the Charlton have won a couple of games uh, in a row. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't the only one who picked up on the hint, uh, although I don't know if it was more tongue-in-cheek, just, uh, just so he could call me glass half empty. But um, all hell let loose, because uh, I said it would be a shame when, when Jez leaves at the end of the season, Nave. Um, and Dean said something on the lines of, you know, your, your glass half empty, blah, blah, blah. We've got him for another nine games. Then who knows what will happen after that. So all hell, lo- all hell let loose is saying, did uh, Dean Holden, has he been told we're signing Jets on a permanent in the summer? Or do we have an option to sign him? Uh, I mean, surely there's absolutely no chance. I think it was more just a playful little a little thing to say. I, I, I can't I can't envision any scenario where Jez Raksanke will be playing for Charlton next season. Nah, not for. I, well, if, I, I think I've got more chance playing up front for Charlton than Jez coming on a perm because his fee isn't going to be a couple hundred thousand, is it? So, I mean, in ter- for, for me, I think his natural progression is going to be the championship. So he's proved that he can do it in this league. Um, I think the things where it's going to come down to is firstly, if, what division Palace are in. Um, if Palace do stay up, I think they've just got to then decide on do they push him into an environment and challenge him enough in the championship but he probably won't be a starter or do they give him another year in league one where, where they know he's going to pay what 90% of the games. And I think that's going to be down to whoever's Palace's head of development is, um, is it Mark Bright, is it? Or, or he's like a loan manager. Or I don't know if he sort of does that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So I think that it's, it's all going to depend on what Palace thinks better for his development really. Um, but if he does go into the championship, which I think he can do, 
you're looking at what sort of teams that you know he's going to go to. You're probably looking at someone who probably goes up this year, um, and is he going to start every week? But then they've got to understand if he does go up to the championship, right, would they rather him have another year? He's still very young, so it's not like that they're in any rush with him. Um, but I'm sort of hoping there could be a point where he could come back on loan. But I, I'm with you. I'd be amazed if he is here that's next season. Yeah, I just, just can't see it happening at all. Unfortunately, I'd, I'd love it to. But yeah, as Freeman says, it'll be championship loan uh, for Jez next year minimum. Or, like we say, fingers crossed, championship for his parent club because there's every chance that can happen. Uh, I did ask him, obviously, I didn't play it on here. I asked him about how sad he was to see Patrick uh, Vieira leave. But he, he, I can't help myself. I guess, I guess it's been a tough week. I guess this season's now all about trying to stay in the Premier League for Palace. I couldn't help myself when I asked him that. Um, yeah, a few people making comments on, on Dean Holden. Tom said Holden's taken us uh, to the Championship next season. The problem is there's no way to be able to do that single-handedly. Uh, it, it depends on, on what's going on off, off the field. Dan says, I think Holden's sense of connection and togetherness could really help with the players wanting uh, to stay involved. And he certainly comes across as a good man-manager. Whether he comes across as a good tactician, we don't know yet. Um, you know, uh, it, it's easy to forget after we've had two enjoyable wins on the road in a row that a week ago we were here as dour as we've ever been after drawing at home with Accrington Stanley on the back of five games without a win, you know, four four and a bit games without a goal, you know, that that, that, that we can't forget that. Just and, and we can't, you know, obviously the squad and the ownership will play a big part in that, but Dean will look at that himself as well and see what he could have done differently. But, I mean, how, how have you settled in with, with Dean since he's been here, Tom? I mean, uh, Murray's saying in order to get to the championship next season, we'd need a squad rebuild. Maynard Brewer, Hector, Dobbo, Fraser, Lieber, and the only players worth keeping. We need ex-championship players to get out of League One. I mean, Dean Dean will need that to go with him, but has he got the managerial now as well to do that himself? Because he's still he's still quite a, a young manager in terms of his career. He hasn't managed a great deal. Uh, yeah, and I think that's the thing. I don't think we know the answer to that yet. Um, I think he's done a huge amount of good since he's come into the club. Um, I think in terms of around the club as well as on the pitch. Um, but I think I said it when he signed his deal that there were lots of people very, very happy about it and very excited about it, and and I don't, I don't dismiss that at all. But I wasn't perhaps as as buzzing as they were, and that's nothing against Dean. But I just don't feel like we know enough about him yet. Um, I think what signing him to that long deal hopefully does, and again I say hopefully, is provide some consistency. That's what we need. There was an article yesterday about the turnover of managers in the Championship and how it doesn't get you anywhere, and that's why I was disappointed Ben Garner went. Not because I thought he was Jose Mourinho or Pep, but because. I thought we needed some consistency and Thomas had been talking about building a bit of a legacy and building a culture and building a football brand and all of that. And, and Garner bought that. Um, so when Holden came in, I was a little bit like, OK, let's see what he's about. As I think everybody said, uh, and Joe in particular has been very vocal on the podcast, tactically, we, we haven't seen enough yet. But the real problem is he just hasn't had his own players. He hasn't had a squad really to be able to to tell. So I don't know. I'd probably rate him sort of six or seven out of ten for this season in terms of how he's performed. Um, but I think if he brings his players in next season and he's given a good run, that's when we can judge him. So, yeah, he's done a lot of good since he's come in. Um, as I say, not blown the league out of the water, but I think he's had his hands tied behind his back for a lot of that. So I'm hoping he gets some sort of backing in the summer. I, I don't know how how much how likely that is. But if he does, then I think, uh, yeah, he's somebody I'd like to see get given a go next year and see what we can do. 
Yeah, Keith says, I hope the club back Dean in the summer. He has a great attitude and wants to push us upwards at all hell let loose. Says, Louis, is it just Charlton you're currently negative about or is it life in general? Blimey, I didn't, didn't realise we are having a psychology exam this afternoon. But um, uh, come on, Louis, fill that glass. I'm not negative about Charlton. I'm realistic about Charlton there. Uh, all hell let loose. Thanks for your comments. <laughs> um, no, uh, talking of it being negative or, or positive, whatever you want to put it, um, back at Taylor's injured. Might be back before the end of the season. Might not. Um uh, if you want to take the positive, it means we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see between now and the end of the season Tyrese, and he'll, he'll try and improve and, and repeat the performance he put in at Morecambe. Yesterday was a bit more quiet, wasn't he, Tyrese Campbell? But yeah, it's a blow for, for Corey. And again, it's lucky we have got nothing to play for because uh, I know Miles gets a lot of goals, but in terms of goals and assists, Corey was only second behind Jez when you had the two up. So if we were still playing for something, Nate, he would be a very big miss. Yeah, cool. Of course he was. I think he's just um it's just his overall pace and power and how he can go plot go go past players. So um yeah, it's gonna be a miss. But I think it's one of those ones where we just if, if he, we don't need to rush him back. So I've right if it means that he doesn't play what the last two games of the season, fine, just keep him fine for next season. Um and who knows? Like, I don't know who else we've got. If Jez or Tyrese then pick up a knock or I don't know who else we could go into play there. I don't know if Payno can play that sort of wide and come inside, or if there's any other youngsters in you know, like in the um, 21s that have that might have a little bit of a chance as well. So yeah, it's going to be a miss. But as you say, we've got not nothing to play for really apart from finish 11th at best. Um, so yeah, so it's disappointing. But if we were chasing the playoffs, like it's really chasing the playoffs, then yeah, I'd be gutted. Of course, it would be. But I'm not that bothered really as long as he's fine for next year. Hmm. Yeah, Matthew early on said, hi, or well, happy Mother's Day to all the uh, Charlton fan family's mums, uh, presumably particularly to, to Tom's mum for picking him up from an away game. Uh, a good win yesterday. When Miles plays up top, we look a real threat. Uh, we just need good backup uh, for next season. We certainly do. Right, someone well, who I said uh, we probably won't have next season, unfortunately, is Jez Raksaki, uh, the former Chelsea youth product. Uh, now up to 10 goals uh, for the season and five assists after a goal and assist against Cambridge uh, yesterday. He spoke to uh, Greg Stubbley of Charlton TV and myself. Uh, after yesterday's game. Congratulations. A goal and assist for yourself and three points here at Cambridge. You must be delighted. Yeah, um, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, we wanted to have another um, winning performance from um, Tuesday's game. And yeah, I'm just happy that the team got the three points today. And for yourself, and as I mentioned, a goal and assist. First of all, let's talk about the assist. Ball over the top and uh, you're finding the perfect pass for, for Miles Lieben. Um, someone that you've combined nicely at times this season. Um, how have you found playing with him? Uh, you know, Miles is a great player and I've known him for a long time back at Chelsea, so I know what he could bring and uh, we're working on runs in behind, so that's what I've done today and Miles was in the box and I found him and he scored, so yeah, I'm happy. Has been having players like that around you helped you settle a lot quicker this season? Because from the first game, really, against Plymouth, you've settled in, you've looked like a, you've been playing through our academy through those years. It, it looks like you've developed those relationships very quickly. Um, yeah, no, as soon as I came in, the boys made me feel welcome, so... We've had a good connection from day one and we're just getting stronger and stronger and hopefully we could finish the season strong. Now let's talk about your goal as well. It wasn't an easy goal for yourself. It was a wonderful ball in, but difficult technique, but you converted it brilliantly. Um, just talk us through, through your memories of it. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even know I was meant to be on the attacker set pieces, but I just went to where I thought the ball was going to land and it was a good ball from Albion. And yeah, just happy that I made good contact with it and happy that it went in. 
So you're saying it wasn't deliberate because from where we looked, it looked like it was a deliberate ploy to try and get you towards the near post, but you're saying that wasn't yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I've met to be too much, but I just went there and yeah, I scored. Is it one of those where the manager goes, well done, but don't do that again, yeah, or no, yeah. continue doing it? Uh, yes, yeah, literally that. <laughs> and it was difficult the second half, credit to Cambridge, they came out and, and made it tough, but ultimately another three points back to back. I mean, the mood and dressing room, because it's been a, a difficult run of form before that, but the mood now must be full of optimism, delight to finish the season as strongly as possible. Yeah, 100%, you know, we can't get too high or too low quickly because we know the players that we have in the changing to turn things around quickly, so we're just happy to get the three points today for the fans as well because they deserve it. And the credit to yourself, you've been brilliant for, for Charlton this season. How have you found, found the loan overall? Now, like I said, uh, from the first day that I came here, the boys made me feel really welcome, so it was just really easy for me to settle in. You know, all the boys and the staff have been encouraging me just to play to my strengths and enjoy every moment of it, and I have, so I'm just very grateful to everyone at the football club. And have you got any targets or anything you want to achieve between now and the end of the season? We've got a couple of months less than that left. Um, is there anything you want to do with Charlton or succeed for yourself personally or for the team? Uh, as a team, we just want to keep winning games. As the, You know, it's been a tough season, but um, we've just been with each other through thick and thin and we just want to keep winning games for the fans because, you know, like I said, they deserve it and it's a good team here, so hopefully we could continue doing that. Well, Jez, congratulations, and we'll see you next week. Can I um, just ask you about Tyrese Campbell, who's obviously playing on, on the opposite side to you, but a player in, in a similar position. Um, what have you made of his sort of start to his career? Uh, you know, Tyrese is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a great player, you know. Um, when he's on the ball, he's a nightmare for defenders, and, you know, he's been building confidence and playing really well, and hopefully, you know, he can just kick on and um, continue doing what he's doing. Yeah, how valuable do you think this time will be for him, especially now with Corey out as well? I guess you, you and him will probably see a lot of uh, a lot of starts between yourselves, but for a young player like him coming up, how valuable do you think he'll find the time? Uh, yeah, like you said, um, we're all disappointed that um, Corey's out um, with injury because, you know, he's been a key part of us this season and, you know, Tyrese is a young lad and, you know, he's really good and he's, you know, he's got to do well and he's got to step up, so... Um, really confident in that aspect. Yeah, I'd normally ask this player of like a more senior pro, but obviously you're still pretty young yourself. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, does, does Tyrese come to you for advice? Obviously you've played at a slightly higher level, come through a different a different academy. Uh, yeah, as much as I can, I try to, even as you said, I'm young myself, as much as I can, I try to speak to him as often as possible, um, just giving him confidence because, you know, he's a great lad, like I said, then also he's a good player. So just the belief to have in himself and yeah. There we go. That's Tyrese Campbell, and, and, and like you said, um, Tom, you know, obviously he's um, he he he's only ever slightly older than Tyrese, I think. That's without checking; he might even be younger. But I, I guess for Tyrese, because uh, you know, now that now that Corey's out, it's not a bad player to have in the squad to learn from, like someone like Jez. Yeah, he might not have the experience in terms of age for for Tyrese to learn, but I think the way that that Jez has come on since he's been with us is definitely something that Tyrese can take a lot of confidence from. Uh, the fact that he's had so much game time, the fact that what Jez has managed to do shows Tyrese that if you perform and if you can weigh in with goals and assists, then you're going to get a spot in this team. I think there's lots of positives there. And he's another one, a bit like Kanu, really, where he's been given this opportunity now for the rest of the season, probably because Corey's going to be out and he deserves to take it. Again, I know we talk a lot about you know, blooding youngsters too much and, and overplaying them. But I think at this stage in the season where we've got nothing to play for, I think that that pressure is slightly off. So, yeah, I feel like uh, Tyrese, every game I've seen him play so far this season, he's looked a little bit better than the game before. And I feel like he's learning every time. And yeah, somebody like Jez is 
is somebody good to learn off and Corey as well when fit. So yeah, it's interesting to see them at either wing and, and they're dangerous options when they're on, on their game for sure. Yeah, they certainly are. Now, right, anyone who's uh, been enjoying the Sunday shows over the last few weeks will know that we started a new feature uh, since we've uh, come onto YouTube where we bring in other fans uh, to uh, to join us on the show and to give us their opinion uh, on how things are going and also how uh, you know how they uh, found themselves as Addicts fans. So I'm absolutely delighted now uh, to welcome to the stream Paul and Dave Evans, a father and son duo, uh, joining us on Charlton Live. Uh, after, well, morning, chaps. How are you? Morning. Yeah, good. Thanks, Louis. How are you? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'm, I'm really pleased to have you two on, on the show as well. I always uh, look forward to bumping into you two on away days. Um, yeah. very, very, uh, <laughs> very, very excited to see you guys. Um, so I mean, let, let's start off with, with uh, just a, a, an obvious question on how you're feeling about things at the moment. Um, Paul, I'll start with you You're at yesterday's game. What, what, what did you make of the performance? Um, yeah, it was, it was OK. Um, I think the first half we played really well against a pretty poor team. Uh, and then at 2-0, it, it can go either way. You can either have a performance like in a week where you get the third, or more likely, we go into our shell a little bit, they come more into it and they put a goal back. So, you know, the second scenario is always the much more likely one. That was what happened. Um, but it was fine. You know, I think speaking to a lot of people and look at social media yesterday, everyone was a win's a win. And that was how it felt. And I know Nathan such something earlier. We had 1,500 fans in that way. And then... There was barely a song sung when we were winning and cruising and stuff like that. And it was such a, it was a really strange atmosphere. I think our away following this season has been ridiculous. I, I, I genuinely, it's hard to put a finger on it, but then you speak to people afterwards and everyone's like, another ground ticked off, another ground ticked off. So I think there's quite a lot of that into, into it as well. But no, it was it was fine. Look, we we go to a lot of away games, as you see, but we rarely see wins. So any away win, I'll, I'll take no matter how it comes. So. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it, Dave? Because whenever I see, as you said, we it's been a dreadful few seasons. We rarely seem to win on the road until recently where our form's been good. But whenever I see you, you always have a smile on your face. So I, I, I'm assuming that you, you, you're sort of one of those uh, those fans who just goes with the flow and, and, and you still, you know, there's nothing that will stop you going, even though we're, we're struggling on the pitch uh, at the moment. No, we're used to the hardship. We go for the territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a badge to wear. <laughs> I, I never last away win I saw before. Yeah, he saw he saw us win at Forest. He saw the Forest Green win a few weeks ago. And bear in mind, he's probably going eight to ten away games a season. The last one he saw was Chesterfield away in 2017. <laughs> so it's been six years and probably about 40 yesterday. games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, you are really bad luck then, Dave. You are. I mean, <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, really we should try and stop you, stop you from going for games. <laughs> what, what have you made of it over the, over the last few years then, Dave? So obviously, like, we, 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 we do have a laugh on the weight days, but is, yeah. is there a deep down, for, yeah, is, is there a, a, a sort of underlying frustration about what's going on with the club and, and the fact that, I don't know, from a personal point of view, I, I still can't see a light at the end of the tunnel yet. I don't know, is, is that how you feel? Or do, do you feel like there's something to cling on to in the future? No, I, I, your, your, uh, your woman you had on the other week who explained to us that Lauren Kramer, yeah, if you buy Charlton, you don't buy Charlton unless you buy the ground and the training ground. Otherwise, what have you bought? You've got nothing. So you're taking on debt and whatever. And it's just if, if this bloke's coming in, it's the same old story. We'll put the debt to one side. Five-year plan. When we get the premiership, we'll pay that. Blah, blah, blah. You just think, no, no, don't bother. And when I, I watched Sunderland till I die, and when that fella turned up, you think, you are kidding me, that Dave, whatever his name is. You are having a joke. What, Dave? Yeah. And, and it was like, at the end of that programme, ironically, we win the playoff final. 
and the bloke's coming out going, we're going to need 30 million next year just to survive. And you just think, you had, he came from, what was it, the non-league club? With uh, 300 supporters? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the Football League is so bad that any chance that can come along and take it over, can't they? Oh, we've had most of them, to be fair. There's a long queue. <laughs> yeah. But do you remember the first game on Sky when he came out, the, um, what's his name, Charlie? Playing the guitar. Charlie Meffin. No, no, Charlie. no, no. That, playing the guitar. Oh, Sangos. Yeah. And they went, and they, they, I forget who was there, and they went, you ever see the chairman come on playing the guitar for their first game? And he went, and they're graphing. They went, no. And you thought then, this isn't real. There's something wrong here, you know, and here we go again. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, think, I think that puts it quite succinctly. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. one, of the, one of the things I wanted to put on, onto the screen here, Paul, I hope you don't mind. Oh, I took yeah. this off your uh, off your Twitter today. So this is why I was quite glad we were getting you two on as a duo, father and son duo. Because, so this oh. is a, a tweet from Accrington away uh, on the first day of the season. So th- this is a, a picture of you, Paul, with your son, who I've also yeah. seen on away days. Oh. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen He's next door. I did ask about coming on. He's, he's yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> So no. <laughs> yeah. it's too early um, to start them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so as you can see here, it's when Miles scored away at away at Atkinson on the opening day. And just in the background there, you can just see you, your son and you embracing. Nice. Um and, and that I'm guessing that's why it's so special for you uh, that, that you can still go with your old man as well and, and you sort of go as, as three generations and that and yeah. that is why you still go to games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and they're, they're so chalt in that moment because look at the happiness and how great it felt and all that emotion in. <laughs> then they just went up the other end and equalised. It's like, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, there you go. If, if, if like one ten or 30 seconds encapsulated my time supporting Charlton, and that was probably it. But yeah, do you know Madison you spoke to last week who I know well as well and, and he said his group's kind of Falls away, a few fall away every season, but yeah, we've got the same because bringing my boy and I mean, poor sod, you know, 14, he's got <laughs> a lifetime of this, but you know, but that's that's part of it. It's me, it's bringing my son, and my younger son goes as well sometimes, and my mates are now bringing their kids, so it's just you just don't get opportunities. It's hard for me to justify to my wife that on Saturday afternoon I'm going out for seven hours or whatever it is, or sometimes like eight or not like ten. You know, but when you've got Charlton, and even more so when you're bringing your kids, like when I'm bringing them, she's like, oh, fine, go. Um, you know, so thankfully, it's not just about what's on the pitch. It's There's, there's a lot more to it. So, yeah, I mean, and that was a, uh, like Gary Nelson, like that tweet, who was in the team that with Cole Eburn and I used to watch and stuff. And I remember very distinct, there was a game, again, you guys are all too young, I would have thought, but there was a game at South End, and I think it was the 91-92 season when Burn scored in your way and right in front of us. And I remember giving him, I mean, he wasn't cuddling me much back, but I was really cuddling him at the time and stuff. And so when my was leaving, I did the same thing and I was grabbing my son. And my son wasn't cuddling me very much back. As you'll see from that, I tend to be the cuddly one out of the three. But, um, but it's just, a, yeah, it was just a, a lovely moment. And, it, look, and it, look, you said a minute ago, Louis, and he said there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, he'll go whatever. But um, but it's got to be, it's got, you've got to all believe there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Because if there wasn't, then we wouldn't still be going everywhere. I know it's work for you, Louis, but I still think we'd be there. <laughs> So uh, we've got to believe there's a little bit. There's a, there is a chink of light there, and, and it it's got to get better. And it will. Um, um, firmly believe it will get better, and it will be soon as well. Yeah, excellent. Well, think, fingers I crossed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we decide which one of you two is the optimist and the realist in, in the in the next year or so. I guess. Um, I, I just 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 bringing some some comments to, just for some more general chat. But I will put this to you two guys as well because I was showing this clip on the train back. We were back with a group of uh, group of mates. Um. 
uh, Nathan's mate Niall was there, of course, and um, or was it Connor this time, Nathan? And uh, and uh, as we were watching Jaden Stockley's goal. So you mentioned about how typical yeah. Charlton it was in that photo. Um, the yeah, you know, that that moment of joy being taken away. How, how typical Charlton is it that we've got Jaden Stockley who couldn't hit a barn door for us all season, Paul, and now he's scoring. 25-yard weldies for Fleetwood away at Derby. Have you seen it? I didn't see it. I have not seen, seen it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. But he scored. He's, he's, he went. To, he hadn't scored for us for ages, and he went to Fleetwood and scored. Like, I mean, no time his debut. Yeah, and he's he, he's very. That's very Cholney. Um, yeah. uh, to be fair, like, I was always even, even this season. I was very much a fan of Stockley. I thought he got really. I I, I think he got played yeah. up front in his only season, and and. And that didn't suit him at all, as it hasn't really suited any of our strikers other than maybe Miles a little bit. Um, and you don't go from scoring 20 goals last season to suddenly not scoring at all this season. You know, there's got to be something else to that. So, um, but no, it's very chill. We've had, what is it, that players get Cholternized, don't they? They come to us and then they, they go somewhere else. And they become, I mean, Simon Francis, again, you guys probably all remember him. He was awful for us. Literally couldn't do anything right. I remember he had a game, a League Cup game one Tuesday night. And he, there was, there was fans laughing at the poor geezer. And then he goes and captains Bournemouth in the Premier League for like ten years. It's like, so yeah, it's very Cholteny, and I'm sure there'll be other examples going forward as well. Yeah, certainly. Right, there's a, there's another discussion point that started going on in the comments. So Nathan, I bring you back in. A few people asking, do we have a recall option on Kirk? Uh, Jay saying, let's get Kirk back and making captains. Johan saying, Charlie Kirk has to be. Uh, and in the squad quality players, had five different managers. I think he would be a solid player as rotation, uh, and that he would fit Holden style. I mean, Nathan, I'll ask your thought on that. I'm going to ask all all four of you your thoughts on on that. Then, so Nate, first of all, um, so you know, when when Kirk joined, I actually didn't mind him. I, I thought he had a lot of promise, but I think the, the difference with Kirk is when he was at Crew, he had Harry Pickering on the outside, and then he cuts inside. Um, he's a lot different to Jez. Corey and Tyrese. So you could probably call him back to be in the squad, but I think there'll be a reason why he's been sent out loan, on loan on the, in the first place. Um, I mean, yeah, he could be a good squad option, but I think there's better out there um, in terms of uh, in terms of other options, especially if we're going to go down that pacey route, which I'm not saying mm. Kirk's slow, but I just think he's a player that probably doesn't fit our system. I think he suits more of a a really cut inside and someone who overlaps him, which we don't even any have natural width as a left back. We don't even have a left back that can play. So let alone anyone who can overlap. So for me, I wouldn't really bother with Kirking next year. Yeah, I asked. I did ask about Matt Penny yesterday. Embarrassing, is it, to be kept kept out of your position by someone who can't get into his own position in Terrell Thomas? Um, Tom, yeah, I mean, there there, there is a, a rule of thumb that players are much better when they don't play. So the longer a player's out the side, people are like, oh, let's get him back in. Let's bring Charlie Kirk back into the side. I, I fear that's what might, what might be happening here. Yeah, it says a lot about my opinion of Kirk that despite the fact he's been away like that, I still don't want him back anyway. I think um, obviously he came to us in difficult personal circumstances and obviously you have to take that into account. But I feel like he's just lost all confidence. Nath was talking about the way he likes to cut in and stuff. When it, Whenever he's played for us, he's looked nervous. He doesn't look to take players on. He, he bucks out of challenges. It just doesn't fit what we need. And I don't think for Dean Holden, he's going to let someone get away with that, really. So I, I just don't think it's the right fit, sadly, for him. Um, I don't know how he's been getting on at loan at all, but I can't see him coming back and playing a big part in our season next year at all. Yeah, no. Well, I'd be surprised, but you never know. Now, while um, Paul and Dave were speaking, Paul Davenport put in, this, in the chat, 
uh, when you're speaking about ownership that any prospective owners need to listen uh, to this. So you guys have obviously got the inside track on, on, on how to run the club and, and what sort of players we should have. So Dave, Charlie Kirk included, which, which of the players that are currently contracted to us do you think could actually play part in a squad that could be competitive in League One? Because the, the list feels like it gets, <laughs> yeah, it gets, short, gets shorter and shorter every, every week, but well, this will be good then. <laughs> well, no, I think there's a few of them in there. The, the, there's a player in there. You've got to find it. But Fraser had a couple, a little run, didn't he? Where you thought, hello. And he was playing more forward, got a goal. And then you thought, hello, he's got something, you know. But it'd be a handful, wouldn't it? Four or five. Goalkeeper. Then where you're going with centre halves. You give him Innis another one. No, I don't know. It's very, very risky business, isn't it? With yeah, Innes? you've got to accept the other side of him, haven't you? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I think we've got some decent players in our squad. I think players who would be even better with better players around them. Um, I think there's... Because this is the problem. We've got these players we kind of like and they do all right. And so I'll give them another contract. It's like, where do we, do we want to stay mid-table? Because if we give these guys who we kind of like another contract, then we'll probably stay mid-table. But I think you, you, we, yeah, you've, you've got to look at kind of who you want to be. And again, I'm getting glass off for it. But players who you'd look to be a, for a promotion-winning squad. Um, Fraser would definitely be one I'd keep. I think he's our best. Yeah. I think he's got great feet. I think he's got great ability. Um, he yeah. drifts in and out of games a little bit, but, you know, he's just that type of player, you know, we, but we've got, if, you know, if we're not attacking that much in a game, he's going to drift out of games. You know, we want to take, we want to be on the front foot in more games than we are this season. That's when he'll kind of come to the fore. Um, Dobson would be one as well. Um, and there's some good young players. I mean, I'd love for Miles Burn to be with us for another season. I think he's, he's a, He's an anomaly, an anomaly as a young player, which you you touched on at the start of the season. You know, he was on the bench for the under 18s last year. He was, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have even seen him maybe having a loan school this season. He's been yeah. amazing. Um, they had a free spring to mind at the keeper as well. There's a few other, Hector, you, I mean, you talked about him in depth. I, I think we've seen enough of him. And considering he hasn't played for however long, I mean, he's been fantastic. He's getting better every game. I think he's, be, I'd be quite happy to let him. I mean, I was quite happy to letting this go at the end of last season. To be fair, I think he, I think on his day he's a really good uh, centre half for this league. But he gets injured too much and gets sent off too much, and he's got Ricks in him. Um, so, but I think Hector's looking like he's going to be a much better version of him. Um, so there's players there. There's players there, but we still need, as we say at the end of every season, we still need a massive clear out at the end of the year. And certainly, I'm quite disappointed you didn't ask me about Charlie Kirk because I would have been the same as you guys. I, I can't. I can't handle... He's obviously got qualities that yeah. he showed at crew and he's shown a little bit of burden. I can't handle child players, whatever position they're in, putting out challenges or not putting it in, spending more time playing with their hair. It's like, sorry, mate. I mean, Lewis interviewed me after the... Um, we did a fans bar after the Burton game. And that was probably his best game for us. And I still kind of coded him a bit. It's like, he's never going to be a child <laughs> player that I'd like. He put two... He had two great finishes, but it's just not enough. I just don't... There's just not enough there. And he certainly wouldn't be one that I'd have around next season. I yeah. think that's him as well. I don't think he's ever been happy at Cheltenham. No, I, yeah, you do sort of did sort of get that impression, really, and 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 that's uh, the way he's played, unfortunately, as well. Right, we've actually come to the end. That's flown by since Paul and Dave have come on. Um, Chats, thanks for coming on. I, I was always looking forward to having you two on the show, so I was really pleased that you joined us. Yeah, and, it's no uh, problem. We just missed you yesterday. Well, I did. Dad weren't there, but we saw. I had a nice chat with Nathan in a pub at uh, Cambridge, and I think we had to get a slightly earlier train, so we just missed you. But I'm yeah. sure we'll see you around soon enough, Louis. 
Yeah, we'll up see you guys soon. Up the mood. Come on. Okay, so glass, glass half full. That's a, that's, that's yeah, half yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a negative, man. Yeah. Yeah. week until we lose at home against Wickham next next uh, next Saturday. Right. Nathan, Tom, thanks for for having for coming on the show this morning. Uh, I think Tom's mum's here to pick him up. Nathan, try not to get run over this week. Yeah, I'll try not to, mate. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, guys. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, Nathan. Cheers, Tom. Right, cheers uh, to everyone who joined us on the live chat and uh, who's listened uh, on the uh, the catch up of either podcast. Uh, I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back next week uh, on Thursday to preview the game against Wickham. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We're getting ever so slightly closer to that that magic 500 number, uh, which is where we want to be uh, in just a few days' time. Right, thanks for listening. We will see you guys later. <laughs>when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com use code program for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program.